Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Dr. Tanya Holcomb, and I'm on a mission to normalize naturopathy in big, bold ways. I want you to see the world through my eyes, where extraordinary health and massive upgrades in life are always available to you. You'll be inspired to trust your body's wisdom to heal, motivated to claim your next upgrade in health and life, release what no longer serves you, and pursue what you truly desire. If you seek truth, you are on the freedom path to your greatest potential. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. Today is all about living clean slate or thinking about the ways of how quickly and how often we do forgiveness work in order to live clean slate. And this is the art of forgiving oneself and forgiving others or forgiving events or situations in your life. And this isn't something that it's like, oh, every single day I'm doing forgiveness work. Although certainly every single day, I'm sure there's room to do forgiveness work, but it's more so Uh, When I go through difficult conversations or I find myself on the merry-go-round of thought, like I'm replaying something over and over and over again, that's often a sign for forgiveness work. Or if I feel like meh, you know, just numb, that's often an indication that I am blocking the flow to allowing myself to feel happy and there's an opportunity to do some forgiveness work. Or if you just feel like you're on the same pattern or experiencing the same day-to-day, even though you want things to be better, but you feel stuck, that's an opportunity to do forgiveness work. And of course, when you literally are harboring those feelings of bitterness, of anger, of just feeling that frustration and that self-righteousness, That's a time to do forgiveness work because if we are stuck in that bitterness or that anger or just, you know, and it's, it's being stuck in it. It's not, you feel it and you release it. It's like, you're stuck in it. It's like, even if you dialed it down, it's still there. That energy really blocks us from creating. And when I say create, I don't mean like start a new art project, right? But like move forward in your life, move forward to what you want more of. And so if there's anybody in your life right now where you have ill thoughts about them, you have angry thoughts, you have resentful thoughts, that's also blocking you. And so this isn't about what they did. It's about you allowing yourself to be free from the past. You allowing yourself to cut those you know, to break those chains, so to speak, cut those cords, whatever it may be, and you feeling the freedom to that. And so all of these are little breadcrumbs that it's time to forgive. And certainly if we've never done forgiveness work intentionally and consciously, my gosh, can so much change from putting this into practice. Because we want to be able to move freely through life. We want to be able to feel like we're flowing with life. And if we're not, then that often means that there's some part of us that's holding on to the past. And when we're holding on to the past, we certainly can't be present. 
And again, if we're blaming other people for our circumstances or blaming other people for what they did to us, <clears throat> we are giving our power away. So always, 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 we want to take that responsibility for our own feelings. And when we're taking that responsibility, it's allow, allowing us to truly consciously choose versus react. Now, I want to be very, very clear. When we are forgiving someone, it does not mean that we condone their behavior. Okay, it's not saying like, oh, I'm just going to bless this and let it go and we're going to be friends forever still. It's not that. Okay, this is not about bypassing any of these situations. It's really, again, it's our opportunity to say, this is harming me. What I am holding on to is harming me. And I'm not forgiving because they deserve forgiveness. I'm forgiving because it sets me free. And it's not my job to hold on to it anymore. And we also have to recognize that there is so much room for story making. And so half of what we experience in our life isn't even real or true. And so certainly there are forms of abuse that is physical forms of abuse. But then there is this huge playground where we make assumptions about the experience that we had and we hold people accountable to what we assume happened when if we actually lived in their mind, that wasn't their intention or their perception of the situation. And so I think about this often in terms of the instances that I experience and I'm like, ugh, this doesn't feel good to me. And even though I trust my energetic radar because it's pretty on point, I also recognize that even if energetically what I'm feeling is true, it doesn't mean it's true because of the way that I'm imagining it to be true. So there's just so much room for misunderstanding. There's so much room where we close doors when we don't even have all the facts. And so this is our ego's favorite thing to do, right? Is like to jump to conclusions. And so again, it's not our job to, you know, carry this hate for somebody uh, forever and ever or allow this perceived instance or this real situation to take up so much real estate in our body. We want to really allow ourselves to have these experiences and do our very best to alchemize these experiences. So when they don't feel good to us, they don't feel good to us. We are the star of the show. And this is where we have to take that pause and say, this is hurting me because I'm allowing these negative emotions that I feel to be the compass to what I call in next. Remember, we're always bringing forward events in our life from the feelings of which we feel. And so like attracts like. So the longer that I carry this burden of hate, this burden of bitterness, this burden of guilt, the more I'm going to be drawing more situations and circumstances into my life. So we want to let it go. 
We want to give the compassion, have strong boundaries where we need to put boundaries up and let it go. Release it. Learn from it. Hey, but most importantly, we got to just let it go. And so the forgiveness is something that is really truly allowing us to be that alchemist. And when we are forgiving, it doesn't mean that we are failing. It doesn't mean that we are weak. It means that we are stronger than most people. Seth Godin has this quote that I love so much, and it says, when in doubt, tell yourself the truth. And so when it comes to the forgiveness work, it's like, when in doubt, if I tell myself the truth, what's really here? Oh, yeah, I'm mad at myself. Oh, yeah, I'm blaming myself. Oh, yeah, I'm blaming her. I'm blaming him. I'm mad at this. I'm mad at that. In all of those self-righteous moments where you're right, and this is the story that you're stuck with, right? These are the boulders that you're throwing down in your path. So there are certainly going to be instances with the forgiveness work that are going to be really challenging because you're right. You're right because you're right. And I do struggle with this. Like I really struggle with this. There was a situation a few months ago that really hurt me. And I went for a whole walk, a full hour walk doing forgiveness work that I'll share with you. And I came back and I felt no different. And I was like, wow, this has really struck a deep chord. And so it took me to move through it fully. And honestly, I had to continuously check in on it because my ego wanted to fix it. My ego wanted to solve it. And so certainly there are times, especially when it comes to you know, working with another human that we may want to have that difficult conversation and we may want to have it right away from a place of love, you know, from a place of, Hey, this is the story that I'm telling myself about what happened. This is what I'm feeling because of it. And I know it's probably not true, but this is where my mind is taking me. Right. And we give that other person a chance to say, Oh my gosh, That's not at all how I perceived it. This is the story that I am telling myself and this is how I perceived it. Because so often we are mirroring each other's experience. We are simply a reflection. But there are other instances, right, where maybe you're dealing with somebody who um, has had a lot of trauma in their life. And we know that trauma can explain a lot of behavior And certainly there's so much room for compassion, but we also have to draw a pretty hefty line where we say the trauma no longer excuses the behavior and I'm no longer to play the same role that I have been playing. And in those instances where you have already collected enough evidence that having the human and human conversation doesn't tend to go well. This is where we have to take a step back and do the energetic work for ourselves and continuously check in to our intuition, to our guidance compass about what that human move is. And there are times where the move is going to be lean back. 
do nothing. Give it time. And that can be the hardest thing, especially for those of you who like things to be resolved immediately. And this is really an opportunity to be okay when things are not okay. This is powerful when you can have your state of calmness, your sense of truth, even though you know that there is disharmony in a relationship. And when you make that disharmony not mean something about you as a person, that disharmony not mean something about who you, your essence is, your truth is. Like when you know your intentions are pure, that's all you need to know. And so it's not worth it to go into these battles of like, I'm right and you're wrong, right? Because when we get ourselves stuck into that, that battle of like, no, but you're not listening to me. I'm right about this. Even if we can feel right, it's those battles that compromise us. They compromise our life. They compromise uh, our time. They compromise our peace of mind. And we're trying to prove something. And that's often not worth it. We need to know our truth. We need to be locked into our convictions. But it's not our job to press or push these truths upon other people. And especially when it comes to maybe some disagreements. So we want to accept where we are, what it is. We want to accept our role in the situation that this situation, whether with ourselves or with someone else or with a situation, is also happening for us to learn something, even though it might be uncomfortable, right? We want to accept that. We also want to accept that 90% of the time, most of the conflict that we experience is because we're mad at ourselves. We're mad at ourselves for, for getting ourselves in the situation. We're mad at ourselves for playing rescuer again. We're mad at ourselves for, for, you know, like giving of ourselves, like being too open, being too vulnerable. Like we get mad at ourselves. And so instead of saying, I'm never going to do that again, it's like, what can I learn from this? Because actually it felt really good until it didn't. And this was the point where it didn't feel good. So now in the future, I know I'm not going to cross that line. So forgiving yourself, forgiving others is part of keeping that clean slate. And when we have that clean slate, it allows those really juicy, beautiful emotions to shine. They're not having to, uh, you know, outshine boulders, right? They just get to be authentically there. And with that energy, we feel like we're able to flow. We feel like we're able to think, we're, we're able to create. It feels very light. And ultimately, when we do this, especially this time of year, right? And when we look back on 2023 and we have that ability to look back at the year and say, I can see now where I held on to that anger and bitterness too long. And I can see how when I did that in March, it really impacted my April. And I can see that when I let go of it finally in April, how my May was extraordinarily different. Or we can look back and say, holy Toledo, 
I got a lot of forgiveness work to do and I can see that I'm that the reason why 2024 feels hard already is because I'm still carrying so much weight from 2023. And so a few different things here uh, I want to reiterate. So first of all, again, when we find ourselves on the merry-go-round of thoughts, of the merry-go-round of beating ourselves up or really stuck in this, what the heck was that? How dare they? Right? Or just like this self-righteous moment of like, how, how dare they think that? How dare they think that about me? How dare they have that impression about me? Like, how dare they say that about me? Or whatever the conversation was, right? Like, we have those moments of just being really upset about somebody else's action towards us and how we perceive that action. This is an opportunity to pause. Because the more that you play this around and around and around, the stronger it will get. And the stronger it will get, you will find so much evidence to support your case. And again, this is not about proving who's right and who's wrong. This is about letting go. And so in this instance, let's say it's for yourself. We want to really identify when have you felt this before? Whose voice is in your head? Where is this coming from? We want to look at all of that and really see if we can look under the rock of what's going on. And then we want to offer ourselves some love. And so oftentimes this means giving yourself some love getting yourself in that position or place of love. So this could be doing some self-care, going for a walk without noise, just being in nature and allowing yourself to restore that harmony. That's the other thing about this, you guys. We run with our vital force. Our vital force is either strong and vibrant or our vital force is weak. And one of the things that weakens our vital force the most is hanging on to these hatreds and self-righteous moments. Is hanging on to I'm right and you're wrong. It's hanging on to feeling bitter, blaming, feeling like a victim. It weakens us. So everything that we do on a physical plane, we're not getting the same impact from that. So we get ourselves in the right space. And then once we're in the right space, once we're grounded, once we feel a bit more connected to ourselves, we write a forgiveness letter. And the forgiveness letters really need to be handwritten. And the, the letter can be several pages or just a paragraph. And at the end of the letter, once you get done writing, you, well, you start out and you just say, I forgive myself for. Okay, and you just... You write and you write and write and you just allow yourself to just wherever your pen goes. This is what you're forgiving yourself for. And then at the end of the letter, you say, I will no longer carry this debt. I will no longer carry this debt physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. 
I love you, I bless you, I release you, I forgive you for everything I think you have done to me. Okay, this is this is you having a conversation with yourself. It's you forgiving yourself. And it's so important. And a really powerful add-on to these letters is when you're done writing it, it's just simply asking like, can I forgive myself a little bit more? Can I forgive myself a little bit more? And just see what drops in. You might have just these weird, shameful moments drop in. I was, you know, in my office the other day and my cats were playing and I had this extremely shameful moment drop in where I remembered one of my cats who I love this cat. Um, I didn't want the cat to ruin my furniture. And so I had the cat declawed. It literally can bring me to my knees when I think about that choice. Like what monster decided to do that? How could I, how can I even be the same person who made that decision? And I felt all of this just grossness come to the surface and I just allowed myself to fully feel it. And then... I had to clear it. Even though I don't want to forgive myself or I didn't want to forgive myself for that. Right? There's part of me that wants to just make myself pay for that by feeling bad. You're going to pay for this forever and ever and ever and I'm going to you're going to pay for this by feeling bad because I cannot let you not feel bad about this. But if I were to do that, it's not helping anything at all, and it's harming my vital force. It's hurting me. When instead, what can I do with that wisdom? I can have a podcast about cats. I can create a pet mini course, which has been on my radar for a while. I could do a powerful post about what people need to know to, you know, about what this surgery actually entails and why, you know, no one should ever, ever consider doing this abuse to their pets. You know, I could offer education on it. There's so much I can do and I don't need to have that charge of shame in order to get that message across. So sometimes this stuff will just drop in out of nowhere and you're like, oh my gosh. But again, when you are able to see it with this pure awareness, that is your invitation to go there. That is your invitation to let it go. That doesn't mean like, I'm just going to like cut ties. I'm just not going to think about that thought ever again because that thought made me feel terrible. It's like, no, terrible things happened. And it's really, really hard for me to know that I was part 
of that terrible thing. And I was. I'm going to accept that I was. And I'm going to accept that I didn't know better. That I didn't know better. And I don't know why I didn't research or look into it. But I do know that if I would have thought for a moment of the harm that it was truly doing to my cat, that I would have taken a pause. But for whatever reason, I was blinded to that. But now I'm not. So yes, let me feel it all and let me clear this. I am no longer going to carry this burden in this way. I will take the lesson and I will do something with this. When it's time, when I'm ready, I will offer that wisdom to the world. This is how we heal. You might have a memory drop in from your childhood. You might have a memory drop in from when you were a teenager. That also happens to me. I will have memories drop in of either teenage or college, and I'm just like, I allow myself to feel it. I allow myself to see it play out in my eyes. And then I say, okay, how can I offer love to this person? What can I learn here? And now it's time to let it go. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing me. As we continue to do this in our lives, we feel the energetics in our state shift so dramatically. We're, we are triggered far less often because the like and the like aren't matching, right? So we are triggered far less often and we are also so much more authentic and what we truly want because we're working from a state of believing that we matter and not carrying around uh, like on top of I matter. Like, yeah, I matter, but, you know, I do have all these things to feel bad about. And I do have all these people who have hurt me. So I know that I matter, but I also have a thousand tons of weight on top of that. Right? It, it, it glitches everything up. It disrupts the frequency. So the other thing, if, if this is with somebody else, let's say that you have had a really difficult situation with somebody else, um, again, you want to go through the same thing that you would do for yourself, right? You really want to take a pause and you want to find your pure vibration. You want to get out in nature. You want to get in a salty bath. You want to do some breath work. You want to find that pureness within you that's not triggered and not ready to pounce, right? You want to drop the defense mechanism because when we're working with that defense mechanism, right, it, it really doesn't serve us and it makes us do things that um, are very childlike, right? And so when we have the defense mechanism, it's like, you're dead to me, you know, like I, like we're done. I'm not, we're done. I will never talk to you again. Like that's not healing because even though you're saying you're done, guess what? Energetically, you're not done. 
And so when we haven't properly healed it, it's like, it's like we are a puppet and there's a puppet master and the puppet master, every little thing that they, they do, they pull on the string, right? Like it's making us have these different feelings. It's keeping that charge alive. And ultimately the more strings that we have attached to us, the more it's weakening our vital force and the more that it is just really changing the way in which we move through our lives. And so we want to uh we want to end it. It could be something that we end and we don't speak again, right? But we are so conscious of that and we also are really doing the work to take responsibility for our role and clearing the energetics of that situation. So again, for example, you have an argument or something with somebody, step away. Okay. You want to step away. If you are trying to prove yourself right, you want to step away. Okay. You're not going to be able to convince somebody who doesn't want to be convinced. So you step away, you get grounded. Then the next step is to do the energetic work. And the energetic work means you could have a conversation with them in your mind's eye. You could say, I know that got really heated and I apologize for, you know, just really getting hyped up about that. I don't know where that came from. I just want you, I just want to tell you my experience of the situation. You're just, you're just speaking it out loud. You're priming the conversation by sharing with them. You could say, I love you and I care about this relationship. You could say, I realize that this relationship is not working anymore and I love you, but it's time for us to part ways, right? You're not actually having a conversation. You're just energetically having the conversation. And then the other thing is to do the Ho'oponopono. Okay, and the Ho'oponopono is just a beautiful, easy thing for you to build into your life where you have this as a reflex. So this could be the first thing that you do. You know, you could be in a you could be in the midst of a heated conversation and you are in your mind's eye playing playing the Ho'oponopono. Okay, that would be beautiful and brilliant to do that. I will do that often. It is like something right there, so easy for me to do it. Now, I have been studying, um, or I guess I should say, I learned about Ho'oponopono years ago, was absolutely fascinated with the story of how it came to be because it really proved that, you know, we are responsible for our own perceptions. And when we clear those perceptions, we not only do that for ourselves, but we do it for the other person. And that's the same to be true with forgiveness work. When we forgive ourselves and we forgive others, it changes the dynamics. It creates true space. It creates a gap where there wasn't previously a gap. It, and that gap is so powerful because it allows the space for someone to lean into. Without the gap, there's just walls. And all you're doing is pushing against each other. And so I highly recommend to look into the story in the background of, uh, of the Ho'oponopono. But essentially with this practice is it's a forgiveness technique 
and you are simply just repeating a sentence. Okay, you're just repeating a sentence and the sentence is, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And you could also just simply regularly say, thank you, I love you. You could say that oftentimes throughout the day. Or I accept, I accept, I accept. Or thank you, thank you, thank you. But essentially behind every event, every, every situation, every encounter that you experience in your life, it hides a memory. And the goal, the goal of Ho'oponopono is to free you of everything that can pose an obstacle in your life or be a source of pain or be a source of torment or suffering. And so this practice will carry you into a zero state of emptiness. It allows you to truly empty out your backpack. And certainly in the acute situations, it allows you to clear the charge so you can actually feel the truth of the matter. And when you can feel the truth of the matter, you can discern where the boundary needs to go. You can discern that this relationship has ended, but when you end it, it's in a pure state and not in a charged state. And that's really the goal. You get to have the boundaries around this, but you will not be able to have a true idea of what the boundary can be when you're so hyped up and so charged up and so feeling self-righteous and you just want everybody to know that you're right and they're wrong and you just want to prove that and you can't even hear what anybody else is saying is because you're right. I've been there. I get it. So doing the Ho'oponopono will help you get grounded and sometimes that's enough to do it all. So in my example of a few months ago when I had a situation that was pretty charged, I did a whole walk doing the Ho'oponopono and I came back and nothing had changed for me. And I was like, oh boy, okay, we got to take this deeper. So taking it deeper for me means that I am going to write the letter to the person. Again, I think that it's really important to know that if you can't forgive yourself, it's going to be really hard to offer forgiveness to someone else. And so we need to routinely offer ourselves Ho'oponopono. We need to routinely offer ourselves forgiveness, love, acceptance, writing ourselves a forgiveness letter. But then when it comes to the relationships or events or situations that are very difficult for us, we're having a difficult time processing, we feel charged, we feel heavy about it, this is where the letter writing can be so powerful. And it's the same way of writing a letter to yourself, except you're writing their name, and you're going through the process, and you're just asking yourself throughout it, like, can I forgive a little bit more? What else is here? What more can I forgive? And then you burn the letter. You burn their letter. And you can offer the, you know, the same, the same message uh, to the letter of simply saying, you know, I will no longer carry this debt. I will no longer carry it for myself. I'll no longer carry it for you physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually. I love you. I bless you. I release you. I forgive you for everything I think you have done to me. For everything I think you have done to me. And we burn it. When it takes time to burn, it it often means there's going to be a little bit more to come through. And that can happen. You could burn it and you could feel still feel like there's something there and you're going to write another one. And you're going to start to think about it way less. 
and pretty soon you're not going to think about it at all. Or you may find through that, like, okay, I can clearly see my role in this of where things went south. And it gives you that opportunity to have a conversation where there's no charge. Because when you do the forgiveness work, it impacts them too. You are lessening the charge on both accounts. When you remove that charge, it allows you to actually have a conversation that where love can exist. So this is the work that really changes the dynamics. And it allows the relationships to truly upgrade and evolve instead of just being at the same level of forgiving, but subconsciously keeping a scorecard. Like, I will just wait until the next time that you mess up and then I'm going to remind you of the things that you did wrong. We have to stop keeping scorecards. The scorecards are not helping. The things that you tell yourself over and over again about the things that they do wrong and why they're wrong is not helping. You get to decide what this relationship looks like. And if this is a relationship that you are choosing to be in, then you show up with all the love and acceptance that you can bring and drop and leave the bitterness and the anger and the hatred and the self-righteousness. You got to drop that because it's hurting you. It's disrupting the life that you want to create. And when you offer up the... I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you, I love you. You are changing the dynamics for both people for the container. You are allowing the upgrade to happen through this work. So living clean slate, it's bigger than you. But it is about you and this life that you want to live. It's allowing you to experience far more joy. It's allowing you to experience far more happiness, far more bliss, far more just feeling like, yes, yes, I love this life. It's in this space that you can look at something that's so everyday and ordinary and just have it feel extraordinary. It allows your gratitude work to explode because the gratitude work isn't trying to like outwork the bitterness. It's just there. So I invite you to look at your life. Where do you feel stuck? Where do you feel mad? Where do you feel right about something? Who do you need to forgive? Who's on that list? Who do you want to have a conversation with in your mind's eye to make the conversation on the human to human plane go far easier? Who do you want to write a letter to? I I hope starting with yourself. What another way to look at this is like, what relationship in your life would you love to see evolve and upgrade in 2024? And whatever that relationship is, take that as your signpost of like, this is where I'm going to start. I'm going to start here. And first, I'm going to write myself a letter 
because all great things happen with ourselves first. And then I'm going to write this person a letter. And I'm going to see how it changes the dynamics in my heart and how changing the dynamics in my heart changes my actual experience in real life with this person, how it allows for greater connection, greater vulnerability, uh, more laughter, more peace, more ease. And this isn't about having something happen overnight. It's about your awareness to the shifts that you're feeling, whether big, small, or micro. Because just the act of writing the letter, there's subtleties there. The act of burning a letter, for some people, can be a powerful and amazing emotional release. And those tears, you guys, that drop, it's everything. To be able to really allow a tear to drop, to release in the name of love, in the name of forgiveness. Imagine the tear to be like, the bulldozer coming through on your path and just like clearing out the boulders that were there. You know, the things that you have just, you know, all the rocks that you have just like stacked on top of each other have just like, I'm mad about you at this, I'm mad at this and, and this and this and this and this and this, right? It's like that release of your words on paper, the release of lighting it on fire, letting it go. And if there's an emotional release that comes with it, it's all just part of that clearing process. And it's your signpost that says, yes, keep going. So the other way to approach this is just looking back on your year. Like I said, look back on 2023. Where do you feel stuck? When did you feel stuck? Where does it feel heavy? Where could you have benefited from taking that pause, getting grounded, getting in nature, doing a letter, doing ho'oponopono? Like, where could you have benefited from that? And learn from it. And if you're holding on to the past, you can't be in the present. And if you're holding on to the past, that past is impacting the future. And if you want to create a future that you're obsessed with, that means we have to change the past. And we can't go back and change the past, but we can change the way the past is holding on to us. We can free ourselves from the past. We can let it go. And this doesn't mean that we are saying, you know, we need to be best friends with certain people in our life. It's just that we're no longer going to allow that charge to exist. We're no longer going to allow it to hurt us. We're going to take what we're meant to learn and we're going to move on. All right, you guys, I hope this landed for you. And I hope that you take a moment to do this work and that this forgiveness work becomes so part of you that when you have a memory drop in that makes you feel gross that makes you feel awful that instead of just pushing it away and hoping it doesn't come back again that you clear it that you offer yourself the love to clear it 
All right. So much love to you. I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello and be part of the conversation by joining me in our private Facebook group, 